Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Amen. Hi, everyone. Good to be with you today. Uh, Man, so excited about our day together. Um, So today's going to be a little different. I'm going to take the first half of the message or so to talk a little bit about what we would call some vision for our church and the things that we believe that God is leading us to do right now in this season. How many of you know that right now this is the time for the church to be the church? Are you with me? You know what I'm talking about? And, and how many also know that we need, get, we need God's leadership in, able to do, in, in, in order to be able to do that? We need to be spirit-led right now in so many different ways. Because I know probably for each of us personally, but as a church, um, our 2020 ver- vision has turned out a little different than we expected it would look like in January of 2020. And uh, the question is, what now? What does that mean? We've been kind of in this for a number of months, but what now? What, what does it mean to be the church the best way we know how? And I think that question um, for right now has a lot of implications, and, and I want to look at that. So what does that look like? I think it's fair to say that today the world requires a little bit of apostolic genius. You guys know what apostolic genius is, right? No? Okay. Um, it's just a fun way of saying, for me it's fun at least, that believers need to get creative and get smart about the work and the mission of the church right now. That we need some apostolic genius. It means that we can be smart about the world around us, what's going on with a pandemic, how people feel about it, and we can be effective at ministry at the same time. It's actually possible. And we don't have to put, you know, mission on pause, so to speak. So we must uh, figure out what it means to carry the torch of social-minded responsibility combined with kingdom-possessed purpose. Are you with me? And when I say that, uh, here's the thing. If, if the kingdom doesn't possess your purpose, something else far less worthy will. So is the kingdom possessing your purpose? You guys with me today? We're going to go some good places, I think. And I just want to start with this. And I know we're having a little bit of flickering screen, but bear with us. Um, I want to show you a diagram up here, if that's the right word. I just want to show you an image. And I want to talk about three thoughts here for just a few minutes. Mission, community, and prayer. What now with those three things? Because I believe the dream, if you will, uh, starts right here. We have to figure these things out. It is unacceptable for us to push pause on mission. It is essential that we figure out how to do community. And we must always begin in everything uh, with prayer. We must humble ourselves and pray. And here's the thing is I feel like these things have taken a hit in the church, not just our church, but the church. How are we living on mission? How are we engaging in community? And how are we going to continue to pray? So God is calling us to lean into these things, and I just want to touch on them. We're not going to be able to touch on them as much as we need to today, but we're asking God, what now with these things? So let's start with prayer, because I know we just mentioned it. They just talked about kingdom come prayer. I'm convinced that there is no greater cause for the church to engage in besides prayer. Because when God's people pray, the world changes. It just happens. And I don't know about you, but I believe it's time to reignite prayer in our church. And when I say reignite, I trust that you've been praying. Statistics say that most of us pray, at least to some degree. But there's something about praying together that I believe is powerful. And I think to some degree, 
there's been a little bit of a wet blanket thrown over the movement of God because of this. And we've allowed it to happen in some, in some ways, but it's time for the embers of prayer and revival to be stoked up, the fire to be stoked again. And I think it's time for us to step in. And so we're doing Kingdom Come Prayer not as a event, but as a vision, as something that we would say we can step in together and we can allow the embers of prayer to start to reignite the revival that we've been praying for. So we've done this before. We've prayed for 24 hours for a day. We've prayed for a week. We've prayed for 24-7 for three weeks before. And here's the thing. This is not for the uber spiritual. This is for anybody. Prayer is for everyone. And so here's the thing. If you're sitting here going, oh, a one-hour prayer shift. Jesus actually said to his disciples at one point in the garden, he says, could you not keep watch with me and pray for one hour? And so here's the thing. For us to step in and pray for an hour is an opportunity for us to step into faith and to believe that God may want to do something in an hour of prayer that maybe for us it's the first time we've done it ever in our life. Maybe it's for us the first time we've done it in a really long time. And it's time to capture something that God wants to do in us. And it starts with prayer. And so we're leaning into prayer. And, uh, you know, we have prayer online. I mean, prayer at home or prayer in the prayer room. We would encourage you to come to the prayer room. It's clean. It's sanitized. You're by yourself in the prayer room. However, comma, if you feel comfortable at home, we, of course, want you to do that. It's all about prayer. That's the most important thing. So for us, the dream begins with prayer. I'll probably talk more about prayer next week, but I want to move on to this next one, this community. I think most of us would agree that we have to reimagine community, right? It's a little different these days. Not everybody wants to hang out. Nobody wants you breathing on them. I get it. But here's what I've become to realize is I watch an NBA, I watch an NBA game and I think, wow, Disney World figured out how to have an NBA bubble. The church must figure out how to do community. And when I say that, when I say that, it sounds really silly, I know. But when I say that, like, here's the deal. The smartest, best dreamers in the world need to be God's people. And right now, the, the world is outpacing the church. And it's time for the church to say, you know what? We actually are smart people. We can have a little bit of apostolic genius about how to be smart and how to carry social-minded responsibility, yet at the same time, allow the kingdom to possess our purpose. And so when it comes to community, there's really no excuse. There's ways to do community smartly. There's virtual community, there's digital community, there's in-person, there's outside community, there's all sorts of things because here's what I know is that the world is struggling right now. People are struggling with loneliness, isolation, anxiety, stress, and we wonder what's going on and I believe one of the great antidotes that the church has to offer is community. And so what I'm, what I'm saying to us is we have to figure this out. I'd love to lean into it more. We're going to talk about it, but next week you're going to hear more about what we're doing with connect groups, what we're doing with all these ways for us to connect. We'll have all different types because I believe God has made ways for us to connect with people during a time that is different. We get it. The church must lead the way and how to create social connected in a spatially distanced world right now. Last but not least, I want to take some time to talk about mission. To be the church the best way we know how, we cannot allow the mission to be on pause. You know, the mission of Jesus to restore the broken, to save the lost, God never stops that mission. So we have to ask ourselves, well, what do we do? How do we do it right now? And there's been a lot of questions for the church, and this is a global church question, and you're part of that, but how do we serve the city? How do we love our city? How do we disciple in a culture that is so uncomfortable with being with others? How do we love our neighbors in these days? And these have been some of the big questions, and how do we essentially just share Jesus with the world around us? 
you know, our team, and, I, and I'll even give credit to my wife, Christy has felt from the very beginning this deep conviction that the church, us, OKC community, we have to step into this moment and we need to be the church really to our city. Like, that, that we, need to, we need to serve our city during this time. And we've been praying, like, what does that look like? And as we've prayed, we've talked, how can we be the hands and feet of Jesus? And we just started thinking about what are the needs in our city? And, and, and for example, there's all sorts of families right now struggling with schools continuing to go online this fall. Online schools creating all sorts of challenges for families, especially single parent families. Christy was at Target not long ago. She's talking to the person checking her out and the person actually brought up the conversation and said, hey, what are you gonna do about school? She said, well, I don't know, I'm figuring out what are you gonna do? She said, I don't know, I, you know I'm a single parent. I, don't, I have to work during the day and now my kid is at home and they can't stay home. By the, I mean, you can just see the crisis, right? All over people's life. Like, how do I live right now? I mean, we know we can't just open a five day a week school overnight. So we're not necessarily thinking that, but what could we dream up to help and serve families right now? What, what can we do to help teenagers? Because I know teenagers right now are lonely. They're five months deep into looking at four walls, <laughs> going, when am I going to see my friends again? And they're feeling that weight on them like a ton of bricks. What could we do to create a place for adults who are lonely as well, who are working from home or virtually to some place? So we've been wondering, like, what does that look like? Because what do we do well? What does it mean for us to be the church the best way you know how? Well, we know that we're pretty good when we really put our mind to it. We're really good at creating community. We know that we're really good at creating environment to allow people to come and feel connected to something. I mean, that's, you guys are amazing at hospitality, but that's one of those things. Like, how is that used in today's kind of reality? And we thought, well, what if we could just figure out a way to open our house up? So this is meaning, what if we could open our church several days of the week? People are going through a unique season. We actually thought, wow, people are more available now than they've ever been. Maybe not everybody, maybe you aren't, but by and large, there's a lot of people more available, which opens up ministry to all hours of the day. What if we had an open house that targeted different groups of people on different days? Obviously, it doesn't mean we want to cram people in our building. That would be socially irresponsible. But what if we could get the right number of people, the safe number of people, and allow them to have a place to actually experience community right now? What if we could say to teenagers, hey, show up with a few of your friends. Come do your school here. And while you're here, we'll give you some free lunch and, you know, we'll get a mobile coffee cart and you have free lattes. I don't know. We're just going to serve them, right? To make them feel connected, to make them feel known and loved and seen. What if we could, what if we could do the same thing for single parent families or other families that are in crisis mode right now? We're saying, hey, you know, a couple days a week, we have a place for you to bring some kids. We're going to help you. We're going to have tutors. We're going to do what we can. This is big time, big time stuff that we're kind of, I'm like stepping into it going, I don't know if I should say this out loud because it's a big one. And I don't know if this is, if we can, how we're going to do it all. But I feel like this is the time for dreamers. The whole world is canceling everything, cutting everything, and they're trying to adjust everything to make it work. And we're saying, and the church must step into this moment and say, no, 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 we're going to actually create something to make things better. So what if we had co-working Wednesdays? I like that one. For the people that are just like, I'm tired of being by myself. And they could show up here and we had a midday worship service in the middle of the day on a Wednesday for people to come to. I don't, I don't, these are just ideas. We're not committed to ideas, by the way. We're just committed to doing something right now. We feel like God's gonna continue to open our hearts to some different dreams and possibilities. But it's all about mission and it's all about community. Because I know that God has uniquely designed this church to do something for our city. 
And it's, going to and it's going to involve community. It's going to involve hospitality. It's going to involve environment. It's going to involve, involve loving our city. And so we're trying to figure it out. And so that's why you have that what now card is like, listen, we're actually looking at doing ministry all hours of the day. We might even be looking at like this open house type of thing. We might be doing coffee bars. We might be doing lunch for teenagers. We might be doing tutoring. There's a whole bunch of possibilities right now that are going to come out over the next three weeks. And if you're saying, I want to help be a part of that, that's all you got to do is just put that on the card. And all that means is you're going to get communication from us about potential meetings, communication pieces, things like that that are going to be coming in the next few weeks. And so fill that out, turn it in the joy box, turn it at the information table, fill it out online. You'll see the what now button online. You can just click that, fill it out. We'd love, we'd love to just start dreaming more with you. Amen. This is the time for dreamers. This is the time for the church to be the church. And the church must lead the way in spiritual and missional imagination. Amen? And that is not just the church thing. That is an individual thing because we are the church. And so listen, you, me, we must be on mission. You, me, we must be in community. And you and me, we must be praying. Yeah. So... As far as other things, there's other things that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks. What's now for Let There Be Light campaign? What now for Mission El Salvador? We have some things in store that we're excited to share. But if I can, I just want to pause and I want to pray. And I just want to pray, um, of course, for this vision to just really, for the Lord to just take it. Because we need the Lord to lead it. We want it to be spirit-led. And then, of course, I also want to pray for the rest of our time. I want to pray for each and every person that's here today. Um, every person watching, wherever they're at. That the Spirit of God would just come on you right now and just move in your heart and to touch you in a way that you need today. So, Lord, we pray. We pray that, Lord, this now is the time for dreamers. Now is the time for you to do something new and fresh. And, Lord, we just pray that in the name of Jesus, you would lead us into the future. That you would help us forge ahead with an apostolic genius, Father. Father, we just ask in Jesus' name for you to do great things, not for our sake, but of course for the sake of your kingdom. Come and your will be done. And so, Father, we pray that over the future. We also pray right now for this moment, the moment we're in. We're all here, and I just pray that, Father, each and every person that's here, you have them here for a reason. Maybe even right now in your own heart, you would just say, God, I'm here. What do you have for me today? Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. We pray these things in your name. Amen. You know, a few weeks ago, our family went on a vacation, and we did some hiking on this trip. And uh, if you've ever been hiking, at least where we went hiking, they, if you get a hiking trail map, they'll tell you a little bit about the trails. And they actually, in terms of how difficult they are, and there's a level one, and that's easy. Level two is moderate, and level th three is strenuous, which is a perfect word for you're going to feel it tomorrow. Uh, or in my case, you're going to feel it the day after tomorrow as well. And uh, when I think about these levels, though, one, two, three, easy, moderate level, I think that this is a pretty perfect way to describe life these days, right? Like if you were going to say, hey, how was your day yesterday? And it was like, oh, it was level three. It was pretty strenuous. And the day before that, oh, it was moderate, uh, moderate. The day before that, strenuous. The day before that, easy. And up and down we go, right? Like one day we're freaking out. One day we're feeling good, followed by stress, followed by feeling angry, followed by confused, followed by feeling thankful, followed by being overwhelmed. Am I talking about anybody's life right now? Amen? So I am fully aware that a lot of us feel like we are on an unexpected level three hike through life. 
While on our trip, our kids, we took our kids on one of these hikes one day, and we literally thought we were on a level one hike. And we, we read this article the night before, and this article was like, oh, this is the can't miss hike. You got to take it. It's waterfalls. It's magical. It's beautiful. Our kids loved it. And we're thinking, oh, the kids loved it. This is, this is, this is easy. So we just assume, right? It's a level one hike. And about an hour into our uphill climb, um, I was thinking, man, this lady's kids must have been like, you know, Iron Man kids or something. Because my kids are like crying torture. We realized we are not on a level one, but we are on a level three strenuous hike. And uh, life will do that to us, won't it? What we thought was supposed to be a level one, and surprisingly, all of a sudden, we're in the middle of a level three crisis. So for a few minutes, I want to talk about life. I want to talk about your life and what God is doing within you. And the same question that we ask about our church, what now we ask about our life right now. You may be asking that question about so many things in life. What now, God? And it's not all bad. Some of it's good. But there's a certain strain and strenuous strain, so to speak, to your life right now. And all of a sudden, it's a lot more than you expected maybe not all that long ago. And so here's what I'd like to present to you today, that God has actually prepared and positioned you for such a time as this. Those words, for such a time as this, were said by a guy named Mordecai to his cousin Esther. And in the stories in the Old Testament, the book of Esther, Esther was presented with a moment that she did not anticipate, she wasn't ready for it, but God, unbeknownst to her, had prepared and positioned her for that very moment, for such a time as this. Esther stepped in and she had to pray, she had to lead, and she had to trust God for the miracle. And if you know the story, that's what, indeed what happened. And I believe God is brewing something right now for such a time as this, not only for this church, but for you and your life. Because I'm believing, and I want you, I want you to receive this, that God has prepared and positioned you right now for something. The work that he wants to do in you isn't someday, but it's right now. What's the thing he's, he, that you've been waiting on and that you've been waiting for him to break through in? I believe God has been brewing something in a lot of us that is about to erupt in the form of an act of faith or a step in leadership or a moment of trust or, or even uh, to see God do the miraculous in your life, like maybe heal your pain or answer a prayer. So many times in life we find ourselves in a moment that we did not expect nor anticipate, but the Spirit of God comes rushing in and he leads us forward. So the what now questions. By the way, we often ask that question to other people, don't we? This question is not for you or me. This question is for God alone. What now, God? Because we want God, you to lead us. Because where you lead, that's where I wanna go. Because guess wherever the Father leads, wherever the Spirit leads, there is freedom. Everyone say freedom. freedom. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 3.17. It says, now the Lord is the Spirit, which is a great line because if you know much of the scripture, the Lord is the Father, the Son, and now he's the Spirit. He is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Everyone say freedom. So how do we experience freedom when they're in the middle of an unexpected level three hike? <laughs> how do we expect freedom whenever, how do we experience freedom 
whenever we're in the middle of a storm that we weren't quite ready for. You guys know the story uh, of Jesus in the middle of a storm. He's asleep on, in the storm and his disciples are freaking out. Do you remember this story? I love it. It's one of my favorite stories. Jesus is asleep on a pillow in the stern of a boat while there is a raging storm outside. And the disciples begin to get very, very nervous to the point that they are literally crying out that they are going to die. So they finally have the courage to go wake Jesus up from his nap. Jesus, are you aware that there's a storm raging outside? He wakes up and he releases something. He has an authority over the storm that he releases. Now, it's interesting. He has an authority that he releases and he releases it in the form of peace. And he says, peace be still. And when he says, peace be still, of course, the storms subside, the waves go flat, and there's peace, right? And so there's something interesting about that because how does Jesus have the authority over storms? This is what they say. Wow, even he has authority over the wind and the waves. How does he have authority over something? Well, he must possess something that he was able to release and give. And so here's what I would propose is that the same peace that allowed Jesus to sleep in the storm was the same thing that gave him authority over the storm. You see, I think Bill Johnson, he, he kind of speaks about this and he says it this way. He says, we only have authority over the storm you can sleep in. In other words, we're in a storm and if you want to overcome that storm, if you want freedom in the midst of that storm, you can only have authority over the storm that doesn't possess you. We can only give from what we have. So if I am filled with anxiety and stress and that possesses my life, my inner life, if, I, if that's what's possessing me, will it become hard pressed for me to release peace? If, if I'm filled with doubt and doubt possesses my mind, well, it's gonna be very difficult for me to release healing over a circumstance. If I'm filled with fear and fear possesses my mind and my body, it's hard for me to encourage my family to go and trust God. Are you with me? Don't forget what 2 Timothy 1.7 says. It says, for your God will never give you the spirit of fear. I love this verse. Most of us that know it do. But the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and a sound mind. So what is your heart, mind, and soul being filled with right now? Are you filled with worry? Are you filled with anger? It's an interesting one, by the way. I think that there is a lot of anger right now. Are you filled with loneliness? Are you filled with judgment? Maybe you're filled with the things of God. Maybe you're feeling great. Maybe you're filled with sadness. Maybe you're filled with fear and doubt. You see, the Holy Spirit fills us with something else, doesn't he? The Holy Spirit fills us with power, love, and a sound mind. So many things can fill us and ultimately possess us. You see, the storm can be the thing that fills us and possesses us to the point that we actually feed on that thing, right? Like the storm consumes us. We obsess over the latest news of the storm. <laughs> we read articles about the storm and we buy material goods all helping us to get through the storm <laughs> instead of having authority over it. Galatians 5.1 says this, Christ has set us free to live a free life. I love that. Christ has set us free. Why? So you'll be free. 
So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. Now, harness of slavery means to live in bondage to your past or to your sin, right? For such a time as this, God has positioned and prepared you for something in this moment. God wants to give you more. You know, last Sunday, if you were with us, it was a significant day. I would consider it a day of spiritual breakthrough. Would you agree if you were here? It was really, really powerful. Uh, it was an amazing day. If you missed it, you can watch it online. But you, what you won't see online is at the end of service, you'll, there was a line of people waiting to be prayed for, praying for healing. It went all the way almost to the back of the room. We prayed for an hour for people after church. And we did see people get healed. We did see people get saved. We did see miraculous things happen. It's a powerful, powerful thing, right? And it was amazing. We prayed for dozens of people and we saw God move. And I just want to say God is on the move. And he has something for everyone who's ready to go where he leads. That's what I love to hear. God is on the move and he has something for everyone who's ready to go where he leads. He may heal you, he may set you free, he may give you a vision, he may save you, but God has something for everyone who's ready to go where he leads. And I just want to say we must keep leaning in to this breakthrough that's happening and it's difficult to do because the normal operating procedure for the church and for believers is usually when God does something pretty different is that we tend to lean out instead of lean in. Because what happens is we think if I'm uncomfortable with something, therefore it must not be from God. That's what we think. But I'm telling you the very opposite is true most of the time. Usually it's the uncomfortable things that are the things of God because God operates most deeply in the places that are unfamiliar to us. Because here's where, the, here's where healing and here's where breakthrough resides. It resides at the, edge of your, at the edge of your faith, not in the comfortable middle. Are you with me? Healing is a sign of God's presence, love, and power, and he loves to heal his people. So today, I just want to say, even though this isn't a message about healing, if you need healing emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing, I would encourage you right now to just let faith rise up in you. God is on the move. And he's willing, he's willing to give you what you're asking for. We can't guarantee anything, but I know he acts through his, the faith of his people. So increase your expectation. God may heal you today for such a time as this. As I was preparing, I just... Uh, I also sensed one of the things we needed to talk about today is I know for some in the room, as we talk about life, it just feels very heavy right now. Does life feel heavy to anyone? You know what I'm talking about? Is anyone with me today? Yeah. So the thought of going somewhere that God leads isn't as easy as it sounds because we feel a little stuck. We feel, we still, we probably feel a little weighed down right now. And Maybe some of us are discouraged, and I don't mean that we're all in this terrible place, but I just know that we're a mixed bag right now. Some days are level one and some days are level three. That's just the way it feels right now. You know, about two years ago, I was feeling a type of heaviness in my life uh, to the point that it felt like I was physically carrying the weight of the world. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. I was physically carrying this invisible weight that it would, to the point that I was, I was getting pain in my shoulders and neck. I don't know if anybody's experienced that, but I was like, just, you know, feeling the weight of all this going on in my, in my life at the time. 
the pain was for no other reason than the heaviness because I know I wasn't working out enough. I know I <laughs> wasn't like I was doing too many pull-ups. <laughs> no, my, a pain had physically manifested in my body because of anxious thoughts and a heavy soul. In Isaiah 61.3, it says, Isaiah, he prophesies about the ministry of Jesus, what he would come and do, and this is what it says. He says that he would give us a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Languid is a great word. Everyone say languid. <laughs> In case you aren't quite sure what that means, it means to feel weak or fatigued or heavy laden. Our spirit can feel this way. And Isaiah 61 says that Jesus came to give us a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. And so a couple years ago when I was feeling this weight, I actually was like, I just need to be set free of it. And so I went forward, Christy went with me, went and prayed with a pastor at the end of a church service. And this guy simply said, listen, you don't need to be carrying that weight around anymore. It's not yours to carry. And so he then just began praying to take the weight off and it was like as he was praying, the weight was literally falling off and I was feeling lighter. And you know what else was happening is as I was, he was praying, I was also starting to be filled with joy and with a spirit of praise. And this is, this, you know, I feel like that's what Jesus came to do, right? I came to give you a spirit of praise instead of a languid spirit. Some of you are feeling heaviness and you don't have to carry that weight anymore. You can be set free of it. Because where the spirit leads, there is freedom. Today, Jesus is saying, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will actually make your burden light and easy. I will take the weight off. And so, I think it's worthy to consider if we're going to talk about life and what now, we have to ask ourselves, what is filling our life? Because you only have authority over the storm that you can sleep in, so don't let the storm possess you. You must fill your life with more of the Spirit in order to push out the heaviness, in order to relieve the stress, in order to push out anger or judgment or pain. Because if all I am is filled with heaviness, that's all I'm gonna be able to give to anybody else is more heaviness. If all I am is filled with anger, that's what I'm gonna to give to others. If all I am is, is filled with doubt and fear, I think you get it, right? That's what you're gonna to give to others. And we need to be filled with the Spirit of God right now. And when I say filled with the Spirit of God, it, it isn't ever, it is, it's, an, it's a daily thing that we allow the Spirit to fill our lives up. You know, there's a, there's a church terminology that sometimes we get, we get hung up on the, the, the word filling of the Spirit. And I just want to just put a little bit of that to rest. The, the Spirit is with us when He comes upon us in, in, in salvation. And, and there are certain encounters that we could have throughout life where maybe he comes upon us in more power. Maybe he comes upon us and gives us gifts. Maybe he indwells us in a special, unique way. But I, here's what I know from just journeying with, with Jesus and with the Spirit is that I can, I can, even though I've had encounters in the past, I can feel empty of the Spirit. 
And I have to daily fill myself up with more of the Spirit. I have to say, there's, there's no one moment where I've been filled with the Spirit and I never have to do it again. Now, being filled with the Spirit is something that is offered to us to say, I want to be continually filled with God. So that is what possesses me. The storm doesn't possess me. The world doesn't possess me. The only thing that possesses me is the thing that I'm full of, which is God's presence. Today is about going where God leads. What now, God? What do you have for us right now? You should be asking that question because I believe God is on the move and I believe he's gonna, he has something for everyone who's willing to go where he leads because where he leads, there's freedom. So two specific things that I wanna mention today as I close. First, just in preparation, I definitely felt, as you could tell probably from what I just shared, that God wants to set people free of heaviness today. And if you're carrying heaviness in life, just remember what, it, what was said to me. You don't have to carry that weight anymore. It's not yours to carry anyway. And before you leave today, I just want to encourage you to come and be prayed, prayed for. And, and who knows, maybe you'll experience the freedom of a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. The second thing I believe God wants to do today is I believe that he, he, he wants to continue what he's doing. And, and I don't think I have to preach about it in order for us to just agree that God wants to heal people. And, and, and specifically, the word that just kind of kept ringing out in my ears was the word pain, which is a really wide word, I know, and we can have all types of pain, physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, but if you're feeling pain and that word stands out to you today, I believe um, he's inviting you to trust him for something today and a healing that he has for you. God has prepared and positioned you for this moment. What if God has you here today? Think about it this way. What if God has you here today so he can give you something you really need? What, what if you showed up today because he prepared and positioned you for such a time as this? That was pretty good, Tim. I'm glad you said that. Gosh. So let's create some space for God to move right now, shall we? We bow your heads. I just want to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to move. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. We just invite your presence right now. Would you move in a way that you want to move right now? We want to go where you lead. Because we know where you lead, there's freedom. So I just want to get right to it. If you would say that you have a personal healing that you need right now, perhaps even when I said the word pain, it stood out to you, or maybe you, you already knew coming in that you needed physical healing or spiritual or emotional healing, and, and now you're like, maybe this is the time that God wants to do something. Or if you have a heaviness that you need to be freed of, the first step I want you to take today is I just want, I just want to pray for you. And in order to do that, would you be willing to, just, no shame, no one's looking around, no fear right now in this moment, would you just lift your hand if you're saying, I, I need that today. I need healing. I need to be freed of, of 
of heaviness today, just lift your hand. Yeah, hands everywhere again. I'm just going to say a prayer. This step, thank you for taking this first step. God, I thank you for the way you're moving in the room right now. And I pray in the name of Jesus for healing and freedom today. Thank you for your love and compassion, God. You love us. And right now we declare that you can do anything. I pray for each person raising their hand. May they feel your love and your comfort right now. May they feel your presence. And we ask that you take us where you want us. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing and freedom. We know that you can, so we ask that you do in Jesus' name. With everybody's heads bowed, I just want to, I want to, I want to just kind of keep leading us, um, a few of us in the room, but it, in a few minutes when we dismiss, if you just raised your hand, or even if you didn't, and you want to come, step two that I would encourage you to do is sort of like we did last week. We want to invite you to come forward for prayer. And so I'll be over here on this side. If, if, if you want to come and pray over there, our prayer team will be up there. And if people are praying, you can just line up and we'll just pray for everybody that needs prayer today. But I would just encourage you, don't leave this place without doing the thing that God has put on your heart right now to do. Before we're finished, I want to offer one more important invitation to anyone in the room. We believe that the most important decision that a human can make is the decision to follow Jesus and make him Lord of your life. And if you, if you would say that I've never done that, for the best of my knowledge, I've never become a true believer, I've never become a follower of Christ or a Christian, then I want to invite you to make that choice today. And it's really just a choice. It's an eternal choice. It's one that says, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life in this life, but I also want to spend eternity in heaven in the next life. And it's a decision that, that, that God offers us. He says, will you surrender your life to me? Because what I have for you is better than anything that the world has. And maybe you're here and you've been thinking about this for some time. And it's, this is a matter of belief. This is a matter of confession. And this is a matter of surrender. So again, I just want to get straight to it. If you want to give your life to Christ today, I want to help you do that by just saying a prayer. And I've done this for years with people where I just lead them in a prayer. And it's not about the prayer that we say, but it's about the heart that you have right now to say, I want to give my life to Christ. And so with everybody's head is bowed. If you just want to pray that right now, here's what we'll do. You just repeat what I say. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. If you want to give your life to Christ right now, Jesus, I give you my life. Just whisper that prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. And then we confess and we ask him for forgiveness of our sins. The Bible says that we've all fallen short of the glory of God and we need to confess. And so this is how we'll do it. We'll just say, Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Just pray that. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And then it's just an act of surrender. I will trust you from this day forward. Just say, I will trust you from this day forward. I will trust you from this day forward. And then just thank him. Say, thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for saving me. If you just prayed that prayer and you meant it, I just want to pray for you. 
So I'm going to ask you to into a moment of courage, no shame, no fear. If there's anybody that just prayed that prayer for the first time, would you just lift your hand right now because I want to pray for you. Just lift, just lift your hand up if you prayed that prayer today. Thank you guys so much. I see it. It's so awesome. Well, Father, I just pray for any person and those that raised their hand and those that prayed that prayer. Lord, would you seal this moment? Would it be like a seed planted in good soil. May you change their life from this day forward. We praise you, God. You're such a good God. So we pray all these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. Can we just praise God for the work he's doing right now? Listen, if uh, a couple things, we're gonna invite you forward for prayer for those that want it after I dismiss. And like I said, if you want healing or freedom or anything that's just going on in your life, you're like, I need prayer today, come right over here. We'll also have our prayer team. We'll spread out. We'll try and uh, pray with as many people as possible. If you prayed to receive Christ today, if you just prayed that prayer, we'd love to know that. On this side, our prayer team would love to talk with you. Just come talk with them. Or you can always go out to our information table. I think Emily's going to be out there today, and she would love to talk to you. And, and, and you can just share with her, I prayed to receive Christ. And we'd love to know that today. Other than that, please turn in your What Now cards um, and, and just know that we, uh, we appreciate you. You can turn that into the joy boxes. You can turn that, in, and turn that into the information table. Well, we hope you guys have a great, great Sunday. Can we stand? I'm going to say a quick prayer over all of us, and then you'll be dismissed. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that when we leave this place, that, Father, we will be people that are on mission that are seeking community, and that are people of prayer. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll be right over here. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.